1: Ready?
0: Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 2-7. Thanks for joining us. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Every week we we get on the microphone, we listen to some great video game music, we talk about how much we like it. We We dance in our chairs. We do a lot of dancing on this show. I mean, we both do a lot of dancing.
2: That's where it's at, man. That's how you know you're enjoying what you're jamming to. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, before we get started, have you been playing any games this week? Um, I've been really caught up in Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, okay. and, uh, which is on PS4. It's a traditional turn-based role-playing game with Digimon. It's been a while, but they're back in Digi-form. Um, I am also playing, mm-hmm. of all things, Bravely Default again in preparation oh. for the sequel. I kind of trailed off, spoiler alert, i um, the game makes you replay a lot of the same story elements multiple times before you get to the end, and that's when I conked out. Now I'm telling myself, take the game off hard mode. It was really hard to do. <laughs> but I took myself off of hard mode for the sake of just getting through the game yeah. in time for the sequel.
0: I know like uh, we both like the challenge of like really hard games. Oh, yeah. But sometimes like you know the story's going to be really great, and you just don't want to push the difficulty right away. Maybe for like, a second play through, you might put like through the expert mode, maybe.
2: Well, it's like with this game, it's more like... I beat, you basically beat every boss. Yeah. And um, I beat them on the hard setting. But then when the game goes into repeat, repetition mode, you're fighting the same guys with the same tactics over and over again, but their HP just gets hmm. higher, which means it takes longer and becomes more tedious. So I just want to get to new stuff now, which makes it get boring. Yeah, I hear um, that. And then, like, what other, what's the other? Oh, the other game I'm playing right now is called Assault Android Cactus. It has been. Oh, on Steam I've seen playthroughs of that. That looks amazing. Oh, that's a fantastic game. Like it's been on Steam for a bit, but you know I don't, I'm not much for the PC scene. So it recently hit PS4. I grabbed it, and I I really do enjoy the game. It's like Smash oh, wow. TV. Yeah, like somebody who loves Smash I, TV I so I love to put some Android overhead. girls
0: on it. Yeah, I love that overhead like shooter style. Oh, it is great. Um, it reminds me of like Robotron back in the day. I used to play that constantly. And then um and now it's like Geometry Wars kinda of pick that up. And in this game, it's like four player. It looks
2: great. Yeah, I mean, one day I'll hope to even try the four player. I've done two and that's been fun. You've been playing on Steam? No, nah, no, nah, I don't have it on Steam. I got it on PS4. Oh. They um, just released on there and it has like um up to four people on there. I thought maybe we can uh we can get on
0: together and play it on Steam, but yeah, I don't have a PS4.
2: Well, we weird thing. I do
0: with two <laughs> controllers. It's like Oh, right, right, right. I'll just yeah, we can just do couch multiplayer
2: exactly right, there we go so it's a lot of fun highly recommended at this point um, it doesn't have the the pick the power up it has power up pickups but not in the same vein of smash C where you can get different guns from boxes it was just it's just augmentation items but the levels are so short yeah. that you can have about the guy. bosses exactly there's some bosses in here too but it's more like, here's a, way, a level with waves. And then when you beat that level, you can choose the same android for the next wave of guys, or you yeah. can change up.
0: It looks really cool. I don't know why, what cactus has to do with anything. but uh, it's the a, character's
2: name. Like, oh, okay, there you go. That, that works for me. Yeah. She's like, I'm cactus. So I've been
0: playing um, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Um, wait, I, wait, no Street Fighter five? Nope, because I don't have a PS4, like we've just talked about. And P- it's only on PS4. <laughs> oh. And I just moved, and I'm broke.
2: <laughs> I know so, that pain.
0: So we were talking earlier, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait until I can, you know, buy the whole thing. Because at that point, the patches will be out. The new characters will be out. Because everyone's complaining that it's an incomplete game or whatever. Like, I just want to get my hands on it and start getting better than everybody else. But anyway, I've gone back to uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, which was like the first Street Fighter that really, like, grabbed a hold of me and just made me... A Street Fighter fanatic. I loved Alpha. I loved Street Fighter 2, but Street Fighter 3 is the one that made me say, "I want to play this competitively. I want to get really serious about this game." And so it's really fun to go back and like relearn, and um, just find whoever else, whoever else is online and play them and there's not a lot of Americans online still playing Third Strike online at least on the East Coast maybe I don't. or I'm playing at the wrong time I'm, I'm jumping online and I'm finding our like German guys Irish guys
2: well I think that is a lot British of ways guys. contribute to like our or I, mean, I don't know where they are just like a contribute to a bit of our culture house like I feel like while people do appreciate older games around here when it comes to like competitive styles always like You know, new game in, new game, new game in, old game out, new game in, old game out. Yeah. So like as it is now, like like you said, Street Fighter Five is being played. I think you said Four still has an active base. Four is pretty active still. I think everyone
0: who plays Street Fighter is like, yeah, it's time to move on to the new game. And Five looks like it's got Five. Five looks pretty solid to me. It's got like the gameplay mechanics that I'm really into. Um, It's all about the frame traps and about the um, the footsies. And um, I watched the uh, the top sixteen level play at the last uh, tournament in Philadelphia Winter Brawl ten uh, no it was Winter Brawl I think it was Winter Brawl thirteen and it was like the first like major tournament with Street Fighter five and it was hype Ooh. it was so hype I was like I was watching it on my couch on YouTube and I was like jumping up and down <laughs> oh my God that guy Christy was like well the- oh, you're just watching Street Fighter I'm like I know it's so awesome I I know like, I'm probably like that that guy watching like football on TV but i don't care it's i get so excited for street fighter i get really
2: excited for tournament play hey what can you say video game um, video games becoming tournament league level is what's bridging the gap between the nerds who wouldn't watch sports and yeah. the sports guys who wouldn't play the games exactly
0: so now here i am watching street fighter like it's a sport and i'm just obsessed
2: with it yeah so it's like to me it's not a bad thing it's just giving us more to have in common all right
0: so we've talked long enough about the games we're playing now let's talk about the music of the games we played When we were young. And that leads us into today's theme. Today's theme is arcade beat-em-ups. Now, our other topics, I would say, either games we played when we were young. I don't know. Half these games I never even played.
2: Whereas I, unlike... Well, (laughs) you talked about what you chose, and I have familiarity with a lot of yours, but I don't think I really play them. But every game I chose, Nostalgia Central. I oh the
0: memories so growing up, yeah, I didn't have uh, consoles for a long time or I didn't, you know, have all well, the latest and greatest. I went to the arcades and arcade beat-em-ups. I was I've never been great at video games, and having an arcade beat-em-up is just like you just hit the punch button, man, and it's just it's fun. You got the turtles, you got, you know, beating up gangsters, beating up a lot of gangsters.
2: Oh, well, the turtles never fought gangsters? No, but like other games like oh, uh, the oh. Final Fight series. Yeah. Or, the final fight, man. When we get to wherever our picks are, there's going to be some dialogue for those games. That's for darn sure. All right.
0: So, yeah, I think we've talked long enough. Um, this is an odd number episode, which means you start
2: us off. I'm really excited to hear your picks. Oh, no. Man, i kind got, got to set the pace here. Um, let's see. Well, the first track I'm going with is, <laughs> lo and behold, I think I just mentioned the name, actually, Final Fight. Yeah. Um, the arcade version, of course, because that's the theme. Mm-hmm. And the track that I chose is Industrial Area from the first final fight. And we are back. You are listening to the industrial theme, area, industrial area theme from the Final Fight arcade game, composed and written by. Well, there's a lot of
0: composers
2: on this game. I don't know
0: which composer is respons- or composers are responsible for this song, but this is a Capcom title, so we know there's a lot of Capcom composers on there. So there's a lot of names you might recognize. First off the list, Minami Matsume, Ah, um, Sakaguchi, uh, Yasuaki Fujita. Muramitsu I'm sorry, Yoko Shimamura, which I know you've heard before, Junko Tamiya. Wait, Yoko Shimamura was on this. Yoko Shimamura.
2: Wow, that's a surprise. Uh,
0: Junko Tamiya. okay, from Strider and from um, uh, the Dream World,
2: Little Nemo. Okay, and Harumi Fujita. That's a lot of names, but they're all those are a crackerjack team of musicians. There, they're all fantastic. Oh people. no doubt. This now this is a. This is a fun track. Yes, it is. And it's kind of hilarious because this is a track from a stage that was so awful. I still believe this is why they cut it from the Super Nintendo home version. Not because of space, but because the stage is just awful. <laughs> but um, the track itself was used on the Bay Area level on the Super Nintendo version. And the boss of the industrial area was Rolento. Which is a uh, character a lot of Street Fighter yep. fans may know as showing up in later vir- yeah, versions. Showed of the up game. in uh,
0: Alpha Two, Alpha Three, and in Street Fighter Four. Yeah,
2: and it's weird too because, like, honestly, I barely remember the guy. He just shows up out of nowhere. Kind of, lo and behold, he's from this series. Yeah,
0: I looked up. Yeah, actually, I remember um, looking through gameplay of Final Fight to pick tracks, and I was like, I knew about Relento from Street Fighter Four. He was he was brought in at the very very end of Street Fighter Four, and I hate that guy <laughs> so awful but if always- I remember him really well from the Alpha series and I assume that he was from maybe Street Fighter 1 the very first one but he wasn't he was from Final Fight which Final Fight is technically Street Fighter 2 1989 wait what it's called Street Fighter 1989
2: I waited to look this up but I did not I didn't yep. know nothing this was
0: this. technically the, the sequel to the original Street Fighter which is why there's Guy Cody and Hagar were brought into the later games Huh. Yeah. Pretty. That wouldn't make
2: sense as why they started just bringing all these characters in, though. And I, I really had no idea about
0: that. Yeah, the Capcom characters—they brought them all together, and like, of course, there's like some probably weird canon story that like groups them all somehow. Like you know, Zangief and Hagar were buddies.
2: Oh, they had to drinking buddies. <laughs> now here's an interesting question. Right. Um, a, I thought a theme that I thought of as I was, you know, before the episode started was like, every time we go into a different game, we need to come up, and figure out what was the cheap tactic to beat bosses in the particular game. Oh, I'm
0: gonna have a hard time remembering. I, re- yeah, I don't know. I was bad at these games. I was just why well, <laughs> just I go broke what? playing these damn
2: games. Oh, don't worry. No matter how cheap your tactic, if the machine's difficulty was high you're gonna go broke because that's how they're designed. to Yeah, beat. My
0: cheap tactic was putting in another quarter. <laughs>
2: For Final Fight, I think, uh, for me, I used Cody and Hagar, but more so Cody, and the trick he was usually... You jump in and you push down and punch. Do a low punch into the guy. You stun him. Then you grab him and you knee him two, not three times. You knee him twice. Okay. Then you let him go. You grab him again and you keep doing that over and over again. So you kind of keep him locked into a, into an attack animation. Ah. Um, but of course, the games, depending on the difficulty, you know, they get that invincibility frame and nothing works.
0: Right, right, right. So like after you hit somebody, there's like a couple invincibility frames where you can hit them again to keep you from being doing like a like an infinite combo against a boss or something like that
2: yeah you gotta keep that money going in the machine which is where your tactic comes in
0: (laughs) i was i was um not that i was great at that because i only had like maybe a dollar but you know i think the only game i could do cheaply was probably teenage mutant ninja turtles because because i think all of us when we were younger played that game to death
2: yes we did honestly we really did
0: oh man the turtles were huge when we were kids
2: speaking of which I don't think that's the next track or anything, but
0: no, no. But I want to talk here's... about this song a little bit more. The uh-huh. um, what I noticed about the Final Fight tracks where the the snare drum is really loud. <laughs> and most, and all of them, you think, or just this track? No, all, all the tracks in Final Fight, the snare drum is really, really loud. Hmm. Um, and then the uh the, the guitar, it like everything is done up almost kind of like a um, like a rock song. Like this, it sounds like it would have lyrics. Somewhere in the background.
2: Well, it has—it's a, a fitting concept when you think of. I mean, the whole premise was the traditional, you know, guy's girlfriend gets kidnapped, yeah. who happens to be the daughter of the mayor, who also happens to beat the tar out of thugs. Right. There's <laughs> a,
0: there's a thing um in Japan like the, one of the top movies at the time was The Warriors. Really in Japan? Yeah. That one, and there was another one that was bizarre. So, like in the eighties and the early nineties. Um, What was really popular was, like, these American, like, gangster movies where, like, they'd steal the girlfriend and the big tough guy would go save them. And so that's why there's games like Final Fight and there's games like Streets of Rage.
2: Hmm. you, You just remind me of another thing about Final Fight. I don't know why I thought about it because of what you just said. Yeah. But, like... Final Fight was probably the first I've ever come across in game history for my filth, Where censorship was a huge thing Yes um, When the Final Fight came out on Super Nintendo oh. They changed so much um, For yeah. one, the bosses All their names got changed Like the first boss's name was Damned The second name, boss's name was Sodom As in Sodomy But they changed his name to Katana And the oh, first that's guy's right. name I don't even remember what they changed his name to But it was something very mellow Now when they brought...
0: Sodom into the Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha series. They kept his name, Sodom. So
2: he left it? Yeah. And like, remember all, you need to fight girls in the subway, although there's like a bunch of different girls in the game. <laughs>
0: Very famously,
2: those were not girls. They were transsexuals. They were men. But It's the okay, about, you're fighting men. But that's where it gets weird, like I'm not sure if they were originally meant to be or not, but they eventually just said they were because at first it was the it was the women characters. Then the whole version they got transformed into like g- like very thin guys like named Billy. Yeah. And, um, and then of course you know the rumor mill kicked up was like Poison's not a girl; it's a guy. Right. And so they, they
0: brought Poison into the other games, and everyone's like, "Oh no, Poison's a guy!" And I'm like, "No, come on, we're just this."
2: And it took Capcom to, like, 2012 to even come up with a response to it. Like, it took them forever, and just, they still haven't d- got a full-on one. Just
0: admit, it's weird localization. It's fine. All right, let's 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 move on. <laughs> Not that I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm
2: just saying. It's hilarious. I'm ready for some more music.
0: <laughs> What's your next track? All right, so we're keeping with the Capcom. I think today is mostly Capcom, because Capcom dominated Huh. The um, arcade beat em Capcom and Konami.
2: I was like, yeah, I, was like, I don't know if it's all Capcom. <laughs> um,
0: I almost picked one from a different uh, company, but I did not. So my next um, is from a game I didn't hear until much, much later, um, like probably later in high school. It's called Alien vs. Predator by Capcom. Ooh. Um, and one thing I found when listening through arcade beat-em-up soundtracks was that the like the ending themes and the opening themes were like so different from the in-game music. There were, like, the in-game music, which, like, usually, kind of rough, tough, like, kind of rock music, but the opening music and the ending music was kind of like romantic slow jams, and I loved it. I just fell in love with these weird slow jams from arcade beat-em-ups. So, without further ado, this is the opening theme from Alien vs. Predator for the arcade. Listening to the opening theme from Alien vs. Predator, the composer is Hideki Okugawa. Hmm,
2: I the, gotta... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I,
0: um, I just want to say that I've I mistaken my other track for the romantic track. But this is still, like, for this is the opening theme. So you imagine, like, you're walking past the arcade machine, and it's playing this opening music. Like, this is maybe not the attract music, but it's playing... It's very, like, cinematic. It reminds me of, like, a late 80s, like, ninja movie they'd be playing on, like, maybe cable network after hours.
2: <laughs> it definitely doesn't sound like music for a game when you're a girl with a gun shooting aliens.
0: Yeah, yeah, so there's a yeah, the female character. Like, has a, yeah, it's, it's, there's the female marine. There's a male marine who's got, like, uh, like uh, robot arms and stuff like that. And then you can also play as the Predator. And the whole game is, like, aliens are invading, I think, the Earth and so the predators team up with the humans to kind of take care of business and it's it's insane there's like the combo system is crazy
2: i wanted to try that out more cuz to be honest it's kind of weird like i don't have very many memories of this game but i remember the female warrior for some reason like she looks very familiar yeah, to you me You
0: may have seen it like somewhere but maybe didn't get a chance to play it but it's it's an interesting game it's um like I said, like there's a combo system. There's I mean, actually there's like there's quarter circle forward and backward movements like you would in Street Fighter. Really? In, in this game, it's very interesting. Um, the sprite artwork is gorgeous. You play it today, it looks like it could have been a recent game. So it still holds up. It holds up amazingly well. It's a very 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 cool looking. The music is awesome. I love this opening theme because it's just it's just like very dramatic. It's so it's so over dramatic and it's got that 80s sound.
2: Save the Earth from the um, Although I
0: think this game came out in 90, yeah, 1994 um, by Capcom. So, yeah, it sounds like, like like kind of a late 80s kind of sound to it. The arcade games in the early 90s and late 80s had um the sound chips weren't as um, as advanced still, but like they had a, they had a specific sound to them and, and this really
2: and they did amazing things with what like they them. had, though. So. Yeah, it
0: sounds sounds great. It's like the, the piano comes through. With like these kind of minor chords it sounds really cool like maybe maybe like a samurai movie you know like people walking away into the sunset you know they've just like killed the the, the bandits in the town and they're walking away I
2: mean it is this is definitely something I could appreciate' yeah. honestly. like I'm listening to this I'm like I'm just playing a theme in my own head of like what's going on behind the scenes as this music is going it's I think it did its job very well.
0: All right, I got a little story. I know we've been we've been kind of talking a lot during during the show, but I got a weird story. So the last time I saw this arcade cabinet, this arcade cabinet mm-hmm. was 3 3 years ago.
2: That's recent actually.
0: Very recent, which is weird. So um, my sister in law said, "Hey, we're going to do this. Um, we're gonna to go to like this family fun camp up up in uh, up in uh, upstate New York somewhere. It was called Lake Oquaga, <laughs> Lake Oquaga. Always some harmony. Right. I mean. So it was like kind of cheap, you know. It was kind of off season. We would um, rent cabins and it was on this this lake here, and they had um, all of these like kind of rec centers around it. And there was no one there but us. Like it was us and her family. So it's like you know we were all." just kind of hanging out it was it was fun you had it,
2: run of the place
0: oh you had run of the place it was bizarre this place was straight up like dirty dancing ooh it was like it, it, the whole place was drama themed so apparently a lot of like drama clubs and camps would go there and there's like ballrooms and there are um, like stages and, and like the guy who owns it is like in his 90s and he does like comedy it was so strange drama it was, at camp was one of the weirdest weekends but in the rec center they had no joke they had a smash tv they had Alien versus Predator, like, right next to each other. And then they had, like, an old... They had an old-school bowling alley where the, the, the pins didn't... You had to go and set the pins yourself. Like, it was old-school. So what you're basically
2: saying but is they had, your
0: vacation was that room. It... No, when it rained, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I like to hike, and I'm really into, like, you know, swimming and stuff. But, like, the... When I realized they had Alien versus Predator, I was like, What?! How did this end up in the middle of nowhere... Here,
2: it's this old man knew his games.
0: Just crazy. So yeah, I played. I played the heck out of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I certainly did. But um, so yeah, that's my weird story. Um, in the lake in New York, where I found Alien versus Predator.
2: Hey, I think There was
0: another game there. I can't remember. Probably one of those like Ar- like Galaga Pac Man combos. I don't remember.
2: Alien meets Predator, perhaps. <laughs> Alien meets the Predator. There you go. I think that's what you found. There. All
0: right. So that's Alien versus Predator. Um. Now, what do you have for us next?
2: Well, being who I am, there's no way I could do an episode based on arcade beat-em-ups and not choose a track from this game. I couldn't forgive myself if I did.
0: Very excited about this.
2: So I went with Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons arcade game. That was by Konami. back you are listening to Mo's tavern from the simpsons arcade game by konami written and composed by um i have uh norio uh, norio hanzawa but i'm pretty sure it's
0: kazuo hanzawa
2: yeah i think that's what it is that one because uh he's a uh, he
0: he's from treasure and the treasure programmers and composers were um the arcade came from an offshoot from konami
2: and I think this was the one I was telling you about before, where he said this is like one of his first tracks or something. One like of that. his first
0: games, I believe. Yeah.
2: And it's like, and it's honestly, it stands out because this is a this is like The Simpsons arcade game had music that was good for the game, but not so much to listen to on your own time. But this track, for example, honestly, oh, really is, stands out. This is a cool track. It's very
0: like it's very advanced. There's a lot of like moving parts to it. Like the the rhythm is different. It's very it's not four four. It's very like do 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 do. And then, the, um, yeah, the, the, that lead's got that kind of cool synth horn section. And there's a lot of different parts to it for an arcade game is
2: amazing. Honestly, the entire premise behind... I mean, I love The Simpsons, the show, and I'll admit the show, even in its early days, has some absurdity to it. But the premise behind the game was just so absurd. It was just an excuse to get them into a beat-em-up, honestly, it, right? It really was. <laughs> like, what was it? They walk, they, they bump into Mr. Burns, who's the richest man in Springfield, who's stealing a diamond from a jewelry <laughs> store. And Maggie sucks on it because it replaces her password. So they right. just run away. This is all spontaneous, mind you. They chase Maggie, and thugs that have just Matt Grain just kind of came up with on a whim are just yeah. bursting out of tr- from fences. Yeah, it's just buildings. like those, those
0: are the normal thugs. Like they were like wearing like suits and you just beat the crap out of them.
2: Yeah, it was so <laughs> weird. And like he's, he's like it's like I just picture Mr. Burns like running. It's like he bumps into a has-been wrestler on the street. He's like, "Stop those Simpsons! They're chasing me for my diamond baby!" Like it's so bizarre. And then. The transitions between the stages are even stranger-like. For example, this is Moe's Tavern, right? You know, the show, you see where Moe's is located. It's just on the street. You walk in, you park your car. So, in the game, you... After you, after you fight a giant balloon that blows up on the boardwalk of an amusement park, you fall hundreds of feet into a tree in a cemetery (laughs) which you then find a secret elevator in the cemetery which takes you down, down, down and you fight two thugs one really tall one really short and then when you beat them you somehow walk into Moe's Tavern so apparently Moe's is now hundreds of feet underground right (laughs) <laughs> and it's a ridiculously long bar <laughs> because you fight your way through it, and then you fight not Barney, but some random other drunk. Well, that's what was fun about the
0: Simpsons Arcade was like it was the Simpsons characters and the Simpsons places, but it wasn't exactly the Simpsons. It was it wasn't it wasn't like this exactly the the places that you've seen or the people that you've seen. It's just like it, it's Simpsons like but it's kind of fit into this beat-em-up arcade world.
2: Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I it like was, that. It's like a stellar that. game. Like, I...
0: Oh, we played that a couple of years ago at the, the Barcade 1984, which we talked about a few times here in, uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, we played it from beginning to end,
2: I think, there, too. Yeah. Um, we we'll played what? We beat it from beginning to end. Oh, yeah, a couple times. So it was like... Yeah. That's the other thing about the Simpsons game, too, is like, as a kid... I remember, this is like you said, you didn't have much money when you went to the arcade here right, and there. So right, like right. I went to this arcade, started playing The Simpsons, got to, like, I think I got we got to Dreamland, right. and I ran out of credits after, like, on the boss, probably you're fighting all the Bart devils, and um, after that happened, I had to go out and run out and get money from my mom, who was at another store. I come back, and they're in a dojo fighting ninjas, <laughs> and I had no idea what was going on or why they were in a so, dojo. So the guys you were playing with... Were, they kept, going. They kept yeah. going. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what's fun about the, the arcade beat 'em ups is that they were either three-player or they were four-player, and in some cases, like the X-Men arcade, was six-player. And that was really neat because people can jump in and jump out at any time. So it really encouraged kids to play with strangers and play with people that you wouldn't normally meet or talk to and, and i think that was kind of a fun bonding experience and like a kind of a friendship building experience for, for kids
2: and this game had that in spades actually you mentioned yeah. that because uh well everyone well, loves the simpsons especially at this time 1991 92 yeah it wasn't just that but it's a that's a very large component you know because every there was the bonding experience just like how the turtles had it oh totally but like uh well, first of all, one thing I mentioned was I didn't learn for till years later that the reason why they weren't a dojo was because you were in a TV studio. Because I didn't come back with money enough money to play through the entire game for game years. Came out all over the place, but like. <laughs> What you mentioned before was legit Because right after the TV studio You go to the nuclear power plant Which is where the last boss fight takes place And Mr. Burns and Smithers have so many forms And it just goes on and on (laughs) That kids were pulling out money from places You have no idea where they're getting it from Because you had to be there When the final blow was landed on Mr. Burns To feel like you were a part of the experience Right, if you weren't there at the very, very end
0: Then you didn't actually beat the game Exactly (laughs) So you're like, I need another quarter And And then when the credits rolled you had to be there when the credits were rolling. Yes. There, there was one time we, we, um, we were playing Turtles, and, and we, we got to the very, very end, and we finished it. And I accidentally hit a button on the credits, and the credits finished. Everyone's like, why did you hit
2: that? <laughs> you ruined it for everybody.
0: So um, that that brings us along to my track, which, again, uh, 80s, 90s cartoons. This is the game Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh! Which is a bizarre... Cartoon, but as a cartoon was tied into the game, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs for the arcade. Um, let me just double check my thing here. What did I pick? This is the ending theme to Cadillacs and Dinosaurs.
2: Cadillacs and dinosaurs.
0: was the ending theme to Cadillacs and dinosaurs (laughs) um it's just that was what I meant by like these ending themes being long and romantic they have no business being long and romantic when like it's a bunch of you know 10 year old kids just sitting at an arcade machine putting like $50 Fifty dollars into it for about three hours.
2: Well, they want you to feel like you accomplished something and feel the gravitas of you know accomplishment that I know, comes from beating the tar out of villain number twelve from Catalyzed dinosaurs
0: <laughs> How about uh How about I hit that again? But do we... So it starts with this. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a soap opera.
2: I, I love it. I you're love it. You're saved now, honey.
0: Yeah, we destroyed the dinosaurs. Oh,
2: <laughs> now, thank you so much, Jack. Finally, Jacked. we can
0: be alone in this world without dinosaurs.
2: <laughs> but, but what if the dinosaurs come back?
0: Trust me, honey, they won't. Get in my.
2: Oh, falling! Now, <laughs>
0: get, now get in my Cadillac.
2: hi <laughs> Hi,
0: This is um. Uh... Anyway, the uh, the composers are uh, Isao Abe and Seiun Nishigaki.
2: Also, by the way, I realize. What I was thinking about when I kept saying Cadillacs and dinosaurs Okay, uh, yeah, was, what was that? Because while was this was playing, thi-
0: we stopped it And had to look up the cartoon tie-in For what the cartoon tie-in opening theme was Which was bizarre, <laughs> totally insane
2: I was actually thinking about Denver the Last Dinosaur Denver the Last Dinosaur And that song's intro has that sound right Denver the, the Last, last dinosaur. dinosaur So that's He's what He's my friend And a and whole lot, a lot more, more This song He's a whole lot more. He shows you a world hmm. you've never saw because apparently that's English. Never shows seen you a it. world you never saw before, Din in the den. But um, um, I didn't watch too much of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs though. I gotta admit, like I had very little association with the property, which is also probably explains why I thought it was Denver the Last Dinosaur. It's the weird. Song.
0: I, I was ready to like go on with that. I was like, oh, that's right, I had a crazy theme song. But no, the, the the theme of the cartoon was just like, just like explaining the premise. In the 26th century, <laughs> evolution goes haywire, and apparently there's dinosaurs now.
2: But the cars don't go away, but we only have Cadillacs at this point. Yeah, anyway, I want to hit this one more
0: time, because I just love...
2: <laughs> you need that opening. I just,
0: I, I want to get, I, I love the ending. Okay, first of all, yeah, I do need the opening again. I just need, uh, just need that opening. Wow. I know we're past Valentine's Day, but this is a Valentine's song
2: well hey just keep it in mind next valentine's day when you make <laughs> dinner for the missus you know put the candles out crack on some cadillacs and dinosaurs she comes over from, like
0: from like a long day of work i turn the song on
2: hey baby ready for some cadillacs and dinosaurs you know dinosaurs. i have won valentine's day here have some <laughs> cadillacs and dinosaurs brand chef boy rd pasta hey rob hey rob
0: how, how was your valentine's Did you have a good time what'd you do oh i stayed in for some cadillac and dinosaurs <laughs>
2: <laughs> god I'm gonna call you on this, come Valentine's uh, Day I'm just saying. I'm this gonna. song is
0: so good. It's got this. It's so eighties.
2: <laughs> I'm just picturing her face going, "What the hell is this?"
0: <laughs> yeah, she she would totally give me that look. <laughs> oh
2: my she would god! Say, you've
0: been doing this podcast too damn
2: long. It's invading our lives. We have to make it stop. All right. So I guess it's that mm-hmm. time, huh? No, 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 no. We keep going. Gotta keep
1: rocking. <laughs>
2: He is air guitaring over here. He's. This is officially Rob's love ballad. Shh.
0: <laughs> Quiet. God. I love the ending. I oh, think it's the best. I think the, 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 the drummer. You like? He just can't get the drummer can't get enough. Hold on, the drummer. Do you think it's over? The drummer. I have never played says, this no. game, oh.
2: but at this point, it's kind of ingrained in my head. I've never played this game. But I'm going to always remember as oh, the game with the all-time greatest love ballad. I don't even know Dude, anymore. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's the love ballad to Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. It's the love
2: ballad that time
0: forgot, but Rob did not. I did not. I did not forget. <laughs> <clears throat> did you hear me? I will never forget. <laughs> all right. This is the. Uh, the <laughs> we've gone all long enough here. This is the time of the show we like to call it the bonus round bonus round this is the part of the show where Pernell and I will try to pick um try to pick uh covers or remixes within the theme of today's show um and barring that we just pick covers and remixes of wonderful video game music that we really like um whether it's recent or you know it's in the past Either way, these are interpretations of music that we love and just music that has been composed for the video game genre, the video game medium. Mm-hmm. Pranel, what do you have for us today?
2: It was interesting, actually, because I didn't expect to come across too much with remixes from arcade beat-em-ups to be specific. But lo and behold, there are a couple out there, and thankfully I was able to find one for a track for a game that I was hoping to find. So I give you Star Turtles 2 The Wrath of Man by Snuggleman. Just listen to Star Turtles 2, The Rapid Land by The Snuggle Man, which is a remix of the Starbase theme of Turtles 4, Turtles of Time arcade game.
0: Yeah, and the um, the composers for The Snuggle Men, <laughs> which, uh, which is a crazy name. I know, every time I keep saying It's a Wildcat, Omega Drive, uh, Carbo Hydro M, and an artist that I recognized called Snapple Man. You know, and-
2: was the deal with the Snapple Man? Apparently,
0: yeah, Snapple Man. Um, I've just heard him through other games and through other remixes, where he does a lot of like heavy rock remixes of video game tunes, and it's always like really like technically like spot on. Like he just must be this amazing session guitarist who just loves video game music. But I've, I've seen his name around, and I, I saw that name, and I'm like, yes. I know these people, but they're called the Snuggle Men.
2: And definitely, I mean, this problem proficiency that you mentioned here definitely stands out in this track because they did a lot with a very specific track. Like, the basic track is like a minute long, and they did five minutes worth out of yeah, it. Yeah, the
0: track's maybe like a minute, minute or so. And this track was about almost six minutes long. And it kept going back to the general theme, but there were uh, it went off on its own, just just going all over the place, and went into like those really heavy, like kind of blast beats with a double kick drum, and then it went back to the main theme again. And the main theme, of course, is that the turtles' are cartoon theme.
2: Yeah, that the theme song for the show. Yeah, and it's like, uh, like I already had a track picked in advance, but I wanted to give one more once over to a few other tracks to see mm-hmm. if something else stood out. And I got to this one, heard it, and just locked it in. Like this, there was no moving on from here.
0: <laughs> yeah, every uh, every bonus round on an episode, we usually almost always end up picking like a good rock track I feel like a lot of arcade 90s NES Genesis music lends itself to rock music really really well
2: oh yeah and oh this was good I yeah. can't stand for more of this yeah well my track is a
0: little on the different side it's from the artist Zachary Wilson and it's called beat em up boogie from the game final fight
1: hmm <laughs> Oh. <laughs>
0: Fitting that one out. That was um, uh, Zachary Wilson. The song is "Beat 'Em Up Boogie," and from the uh, the label Ubic Tune or Ubic Tune. Um, found that one on SoundCloud.
2: Crazy. I didn't at first when you mentioned it to me. I was like, I don't know what to make of this. But as we listened to the whole thing and we sat here with it, I actually came to appreciate it more because I don't think this is a remix of any track in the game. It's just he mixed an original track using sounds and effects. From the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't, yeah, so it's, it's not really a remix of, of the music from the game, but it's definitely, definitely funky.
2: Oh, it has not beat up boogie, too. <laughs> so it
0: reminded me of a um, uh, late 90s Square Pusher, if, if anyone rec- remembers the artist Square Pusher, kind of on the vein of Aphex Twin, where it's like really fast, kind of glitchy sounding techno music, super glitchy. Um, but he always, always from much more on, melodic and very jazzy. And this had that, had that feeling t- for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said at one point that was that was the. You looked over me and said, "That's the sound of you kneeing some guy in the head."
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> like he used the sound from when you're kneeing guys in the game. He used the sound when you're throwing a guy. I was like, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, it just. I was picking sounds left and right throughout this song, <laughs> yeah. and I did hear of Square Pusher. I think you don't want to introduce me to Square Pusher, actually. Oh wow! And, I remember, yeah, yeah. You did. That was one of the first when I first met you, just you in the Square Pusher. And Chris introduced me to Deerhoof in that oh, okay. same day. Um, but uh, yeah, Square Pusher was a weird guy, but his music, whether you liked it or not, it was very special. Yeah, it is- was.
0: He's evolved a lot. Like He's still, he's still uh, producing, but he's got his stuff has gone off, off the deep. And I actually have some LPs on here if you want to check them out later. We can, we can listen to a couple tracks from, the, uh, from his 90s era. Anyway, that was Zachary Wilson, not, not Square Pusher. And, um, <laughs> uh, and you can check him out on SoundCloud. You can check out um, all of our other artists from the bonus round um, on our website, rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to all of their artist pages, their information, and you can give them a listen. Send them some money, send them some love, and uh, just check them out.
2: Uh, I highly recommend you take them up on that because there's some good tunes that lead into other good tunes. That's right. It's a rabbit hole you want to go down.
0: You've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, our focus on beat-em-up arcade music.
2: Don't be surprised if we end up coming back in a future episode with not arcade beat-em-ups because we left a whole vein untapped. Oh, the beat-em-ups on the
0: SNES, beat-em-ups on the Genesis, Genesis beat-em-ups on the NES? Just beat em up. What's the beat-em-ups on the Turbo Graphics?
2: Um, Riot Zone. Okay, there's one. I, I don't know much about that. Well, that might be a track that has to come up then, because Ride Zone was one I had interesting memories of. Even oh, though it was, it was like we'll talk about another time. But it was basically a clone of Final Fight.
0: <laughs> well, I think a lot of these games were clones of, of Final Fight in some way. But I um, mean, yeah, I had a really good time listening to the music. We heard some good rock music, some good, uh, some good romantic music, some good cinematic music. And then some cool, like, hard rock music.
2: And then the side we just have some pretty cool conversation, too, because can't have a good music session without a good dialogue to accompany it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good music kind of brings us together, and that's what this podcast is all about.
2: You're here to that.
0: So if you want to learn more—I'm uh, if you I'm sorry. If you want to reach out to us, send us an email.
2: Rhythmandpixels at
0: hotmail.com And if you want to learn more about us or uh, see more, the full track listing and see other episodes, check out our website
2: www.rhythmandpixels.com
0: Actually, there's no w, W's there. It's just rhythmandpixels.com <laughs>
2: Oh, raspberries.
0: Don't. I don't know <laughs> what, that, what that's going to go to. I'm going to find that out later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Throw off a jingle.
0: <laughs> and um, if you want to check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is uh, slash rhythmandpixels. And on Twitter, it's at rhythmandpixels. And you can send us a message, send us some information. There's some dialogue happening there. Um, get information on the next episode and, you know, just what's going on.
2: And by all means, if you have any suggestions for topics or themes or songs you want to hear, anything at all. Just hit us up. Let us know so we can get on that. Yeah, I
0: don't like to think of us as experts but more as enthusiasts of video game music. So if there's anything you want to hear or you think there's anything that we might have missed, please email us or just let us know on Facebook and we'd like to bring it up on the next episode or maybe even make it a whole theme for our new episode.
2: Here, I like the, I like the idea of that actually. Fan, a fan-chosen theme episode. That could be cool. Get on that. I want to do it. <laughs> i will like to check that out. Do um, you have anything else, Pernell? Not so much. I mean, I've just been I've just been jamming, getting down to business over here.
0: Yeah, I've been just enjoying the tunes. So you've been listening to the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Thank you for listening.
2: Push it to the limit at all times. And if you see a mysterious turkey in a trash can, <laughs> it does nothing but good things. Trust me on that. Get that health up.